What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lights Out F1 podcast. I'm Patrick. That's Claire. That's Jakob. It's Silverstone today. Uh, awesome, awesome race. Uh, before you freak out about it, just give me your rating on it, Claire. 1,000 out of 10. Right. Yeah, Jakob? Uh, this is a solid 8, 9 out of 10. All right. Um, Dude, you a... give every race, race weekend uh, an 8 out of 10. That's true. Well, no, I think Lewis you gave, Hamilton I think was you gave on the Austria podium. a really low weekend and as it's... well, so... No, yeah, Austria, I gave the sprint higher. The race um, itself was pretty low. But first, let's talk about qualifying, because I feel like there was a lot that went on there. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Q1 first. We had both of our Alpha Tauris knocked out, both of our Alpha Romeos. No, uh, one of our Haas's, one of our Alpha Romeos, and then Sergio Perez got knocked out in Q1. So, what are you guys' thoughts on Sergio right now? He's missed out on four consecutive Q3 appearances. Is it is it now five, or was, was that the fourth? Oh man, that man is not living up to hype. He is making me look silly right now. He's making all of us look, except for probably Jakob, um, <laughs> look silly right now. Uh, he's not going to be challenging for the championship at all this season. Probably not next season. He's a big disappointment, especially in the car that he's in. So. Mm. I mean, get out of Q1, please, sir. Yeah. Yeah, give your thoughts. Man, so much for, like, getting his act together after last weekend. Um, I think he, if he gets a qualifying act together, the race pace is still there, right? He climbed all the way on the P8, yeah. P9 today. So the race pace is clearly there, despite he, despite finishing lower than he should. But, um yeah, they'll probably keep him to the end of the season. I don't know who. We'll see what happens with. I think Daniel Ricciardo is doing a tire test for Red Bull sometime this week, so or next week. So we'll see how that goes. But I think they'll keep him till the end of the season. He definitely. He just needs to get his quality act together because that Red Bull car on regular pace can stay at the front even if he's driving it badly. Yeah. Um, Q two we saw. Um... Wait, question, yeah. Patrick. How do you feel about it? Um. Chaco is one of your favorite drivers. That's How do you true. feel about this performance? Know, it's not surprising. Like, it, there's no way he's just gonna take like a one-off bounce back in form and say, you know, that's it. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think like Red Bull gave him everything he needed. So at this point, it's not even a case of, uh, you know, he has a separate chassis from Max. That's how dedicated Red Bull have been to giving him what he needs, and he still can't work with the car. Um. I think this one can be down to a bit of bad luck because he was the first person out of the queue during uh, Q1, which means that he got. But the, the Williams win. somehow. Well, so. Well, right no, but also like, being the first yes. out of the queue because he didn't get any of the track evolution where uh, everybody who went after him got sixteen or seventeen rub- like cars worth of rubbering in where he was basically on fresh like fresh tarmac. So I don't. No, I can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's also down to him just not setting a fast. Yeah. He set the lap time, and then he tumbled down the order, and he'd send it again. Yeah. And that's on, and also sitting at sitting outside the pit lane for at the end of the pit lane for nine minutes didn't yeah. help. So, um, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, not super shocked. It sucks. It's it should have been at least Q two. I mean, the fact that Botas finished out qualifying in front of him is set because <laughs> the Alfa Romeo sucks, but. Um, Q2, 
uh, yes, we got one. Of the, we got Logan Sargent to finally get out of Q1. <laughs> so, that was the highlight of Q2. Uh, I don't think there were any surprises. Um, I mean, I think uh, just... the McLarens. I'm getting there. There weren't any surprises in Q2 um, outside of Logan actually making it into Q2. Uh, but I think most of our shot came in Q3, uh, which Claire can't get over. Um, both her McLarens coming in second and third. Uh, Jakob's Mercedes coming in six and seven. The Ferraris coming in four and five. Max, of course, coming in first. Alex, eight. Uh, Fernando Alonso, nine. And who got ten? I want to say it was an Alpine. Was it Pierre Gasly? Yeah, I think so. Or, yeah. Um, but yeah, Q3. I mean, spectacular qualifying uh, by everybody. Um British fans definitely got a treat out of that, watching their drivers uh, keep on. And it wasn't just Lando at one point. I think uh, Lewis was also sitting on provisional pole for a very short period of time. So watching the British drivers actually putting in some good qualifying performances, um, I think was good for the fans, probably good for Jakob. So what are you guys' thoughts on Q3? Because it was exhilarating. That was amazing. It was down to like the last lap, right? So... I, for three seconds, thought that Lando had it because I thought Max couldn't eke it out. And I, I went back and I watched, like, you know, how they do the ghost, like, lap comparisons. Um, probably, like, Formula Addict or something yep. like that had that. Uh, and I was like, man, Lando had him in the corners. It's those darn straights. The Red Bull is so quick. It's insane. But, I mean, for the McLaren to be even, like, three-tenths off Max in the Red Bull, it's like... It, it just made my day. I've been so happy this weekend. Jakob? Um, I think that uh, it was a good Q3, obviously, with the with Lando having provisional pole for, like, less than a second. Um, and Max aced that, aced that final sector. It was great. He pulled out, like, three tenths in the final sector alone, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um. He actually, so Max didn't set any purple sectors on his last lap. Yeah, no, his, his final sector was his purple sector for the, for yeah, the last he lap. He was faster in his first sector, slower in his second sector. He literally yeah. pulled out everything in the third sector. Which is, you know, it's a, it's a credit, uh, like, he does, he tends to do that. He tend like, I think there's been a couple of quality laps where he pulls everything out in his yeah, final Monaco. sector. And that's clear. Yeah, he just yeah the three times wall riding that was crazy. But um, well, it's like he like it's like he learned that like he didn't need to be as quick in the first two sectors if he could just get him situated into the last sector to pull that time out. Yeah, um, yeah. I think one thing to note about qualifying in that I think a lot of people skipped over because of the hype is the fact that the Red Bull engine is tuned down to eighty percent for qualifying. Um. And I think that's quite terrifying. Max literally <laughs> said in the interview, he's like, yeah, our engine is actually tuned down for qualifying because we like our car is so fast that we actually don't need to use like the full capacity engine. Yeah. And then he skimmed over that like really fast and then went back to Lando. But I also want to talk about Max and Lando's relationship because those two are it's so cute. fun with each other. It's good. It's um, good. Lando freaking humanized Max because like Max on his own, doesn't act like that. Throw Lando in an interview with him, and he's dropping memes. He's like, yeah, it's awesome. I don't know. That, it's so much better when yes. he's with his buddy. I think Lando is just friends with everybody, but when it comes to Max, like those two do a lot of stuff together. 
like they do twitch stuff together um they just hang out together it's really cool to see so uh but yeah and like the excitement he had for the just mclaren as a whole um both yeah during both interviews he's like i'm so happy for lando right now dude <laughs> like in mclaren they're doing awesome so he's like so off of the fact that he just got his sixth pole position in a row and he's two off of uh tying ayrton senna's record in 1988 of eight in a row yeah Claire. uh i was i was talking with my mom and we kind of both agreed that yeah okay max is gonna be happy for lando because he was close to him but and he didn't threaten him exactly you know what i mean like if lando actually had gotten full i actually would have been super mad he would not have been acting like that at all so I'm like he's so, friendly with lando until so. lando passed so. nah i think I, i disagree with that i think that even if lando had gotten pole i think because i read a stat that they give max first half and finishes second in all the races for the entire season he still wins the championship oh, yeah. he, he he knows, knows he's, he's not the champion win. Yeah, so I think I he, think he doesn't want to be beat. I can't. He no, again, I, I'm kind of with Jakob. I don't agree with that just because Max is uh, the type of driver who wants competition. Um, he literally says it himself that he's tired of winning like this. It's like boring. It's not going to keep him around forever. It's like he's one of those drivers who's perfectly in between where he doesn't like losing all the time, but he also doesn't like winning all the time. Like he's won two world championships, cool, but he's also so tired of this season already. He's like, I could walk away from these races and be totally okay. I think he would probably be happy for Lando, anyways. Yeah, I think like I think any I'm driver with George, that's... Though, I'm with George thinking that Max is just kind of saying this to get more money out of Red Bull. I mean, yeah, but George is also George is also incredible. Yeah, he how much more could he possibly get out of him? Like Red Bull doesn't have to give him anything. He already earns more than every driver on the grid on contract, and he's also contracted he's, he's for like, the longest time out of any driver. I think George is also like super, George is turning out into a very salty person these he last is. couple of days. Last, he is. He's turning very salty. He initially <laughs> had me, and now he's like after this race, he's just turned into a very he's salty. So whiny, person. dude. It's not even the whiny. It's like like he. I think he he found out Lewis was ahead of him, and he was swearing his head off, and like I think he's just like sort of like turning into someone who's. I think he's just the pressure of Lewis beating him is getting to him. Yeah. When it comes to qualifying, those two are officially tied five to five on um, in their head-to-head, but I think Lewis had seven to three in the race finishes. Um, but I kind of want to jump onto just the actual race itself uh, to talk about you know what people were saying forever. But uh, Red Bull, not much to talk about. Max kind of still driving off into the distance. I mean, he pulled out eight seconds uh, on Lando in ten laps. So. You can say, yeah, Lando beat him out at the start, but after Max got his tires warmed up after yeah. two laps, he just kind of did his thing. Um, and then Checo, another great recovery drive, but you can only get so fast. Um, so I just kind of want to go into the next team. Uh, McLaren, with their upgrade package, they didn't bring anything new for Lando. They just brought it for, they just brought the upgrade from Austria to Silverstone for Oscar. Um, and <laughs> I think it's interesting because... Um, Everybody was talking about, is it going to be Ferrari, Mercedes, or um, Aston Martin that catch up to Red Bull the fastest? And right now, it looks like it's McLaren with one upgrade package. Um, so I'm kind of curious, what do you guys think about, like, you know, McLaren's bringing another upgrade at Hungary, which is our next race in two weeks. Um, do you guys think it's going to be more taken out of Red Bull, or is it just, like, you know, something specific for Hungary? 
It's hard to say. Uh, I feel like we put a lot on these upgrades for like we have for at least Mercedes and Ferrari and Aston Martin. We like we have in the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't pan out. Like it, it looks good for one race, and then you go somewhere else, and it just you know isn't working as well. Um, so I don't know. I want to see McLaren build on whatever they're bit they've been doing to get the car to be faster, but. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to bring something that's specific to Hungary. Yeah, I don't know if it'll take a chunk of a Red Bull. I think that's, I think it's more like, it's more to improve their car over all the circuits, I would assume, because they're good in the high speed corners. I think Lando had a, had like lesser downforce on his, on his car so that he could go on so that he was faster in the straights and they're good in like the high speed corners. Uh, but like the low speed corners is where they're suffering quite a bit. He he, I think Lando described his own drivable car in the low speed corners. So I think it's more specific for Budapest. You know, I think um, I don't know if you can just say they've leapt um, McLaren, Mercedes, and no, they've leapt a Ferrari, Mercedes, and, and some. I think the race was incredible. I think this race was incredibly circumstantial for their the car. It suited their car really well, so you give them credit. Um, I'd say they're in the fight. I mean, the grid is constantly shifting, like, every race. So they're, yeah. in, the, they're in the fight with, like, Alpine and Aston, I think, because Aston certainly seem like they've dropped away a little bit so yeah. far already. But I, I don't know if you can... Let, let's see how they perform over the next couple races, then you can talk about whether they're con- actually contending for P2. Yeah, Claire. Yeah, I mean, I love McLaren more than most people, okay? But they only have 59 points. Yes. And for even Ferrari has 157, so yes, they're they're pretty far back. Yes, we'll be happy if they get P5 and they keep P5. I will be over the moon if they get P4. If you think about it from I don't think they're gonna get P2. Uh, if you think about it from this perspective, McLaren scored um, what was it? You get 18 points for second place, and I think you get 15 for third, 12 for fourth. So they scored 30 points today. They literally more than doubled their points tally in one day, where yeah. Ferrari scored three points. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not beyond the realm of possibility for McLaren to catch up to Ferrari <laughs> and Aston. I'd say they're probably in more of a P3 fight. Um, will they catch Guys, Mercedes? I'm so happy with this I news. don't know. Uh, I, I really I, want this to happen. Of course. Can we just... Um, I want this to happen so bad. It's not happening. But let's bounce to Mercedes. Um, Mercedes started off six and seven, ended out uh, three and five. So obviously moves upwards. Um, but they did also bring an upgrade that didn't show much. So I'm kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are on Mercedes right now. And like, what do you think the upgrade package actually was? Um, a lot of teams, of course, brought things that were particular for Silverstone. But um, I don't think uh, I got around to getting to anything that was specific to mercedes so how do you guys feel about their performance today um and then moving forward do you guys think they'll be able to retain these types of three five or maybe even two four two three uh, finishes yeah definitely um i think their strategy ended up working better than ferrari like for a while i thought you know ferrari finally got like strategy right they called them in early and then you know it, it just didn't pan out again. It's this the damn Ferrari strategists that are like come in like way too early, and Carlos is like 
I'll do what you guys want, whatever you guys want. And I'm like, oh, oh, again. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, um, so I think Mercedes curious. have Ferrari. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so Mercedes uh, also brought uh, Silverstone specific upgrades for this weekend. Um, and it feels like uh, watching them race today, it wasn't exactly the most fun thing on the planet just because um they still yeah, they severely lack in straight line speed uh like they couldn't do much there um their high speed cornering wasn't great uh when you looked at any replays of cops or stow uh they didn't make either of those corners without uh breaking through them which normally you don't see anybody breaking through cops because it's just a flat out corner um same with abby most of the time people lift a little bit but the mercedes were actually like hitting the brakes so I'm kind of curious, do you guys think it's just a problem of setup, or do you guys think, like, right... I mean, it'd be awkward if it was a problem of setup just because they that's, like, their most notorious track. So do you guys think it's a problem of upgrade, or do you think it's a problem with the drivers? I mean, it's got to be the car and the upgrade. It's not the drivers. Jakob, do you have thoughts? Um, I think it's, a, I think it's a, probably a car problem just because they're still lacking in certain areas compared to Renvold. Um, over the whole of this weekend, they, they executed a pretty decent recovery weekend from where they qualified. Um, although so, maybe not on pure pace for P2, circumstances dictated they got it. So, you know, I think uh, overall, like, they're going to have to worry about, at certain tracks, they're going to be slower than Red Bull and Ferrari and Aston. But I think Aston, for some reason, in two races in a row, they look like they've taken a step back in development. So, um, yeah, I think um, they'll get there in the end. I think they're going to switch to 2024 at some point, but they'll get there at some point. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm curious about is uh, you talked about how Aston Martin, like they've backstepped for two weekends in a row, but they also have brought apparent upgrades for the last two weekends in a row. Um, they're minor ones, but uh, it feels like they're downgrades. So, um, how, well, first, how do you guys feel about Lance Stroll's driving today? Because he forced Pierre Gasly out of the race. He is just like, he couldn't fight against anybody today. So, how do you think, how do you guys feel about Lance today? Uh, even Fernando wasn't really able to fight very much. So, I mean, what's going on with the performance as a whole? I mean, I think the car is not holding up to everyone else's upgrades. Uh, and Lance just couldn't cope with that. He was trying really hard to stay in the points, get into the points. Yep. He, he couldn't compete with the Alpines. Um, that I really think that it would have been avoidable, the situation with Pierre. So I, hmm. it, it was sad that he had to retire because of suspension because he went off. But yep. hmm. yeah, that's just Lance Stroll being Lance Stroll. Um, I think Lance Stroll, I mean, everyone knows hiring him. It's not like I, he, I don't rate him very highly. The incident with Pierre, he's got a history of a little bit of dirty driving. Now, whether you call that dirty driving or not is a different issue. He could have let Pierre gone through and then and then pulled up and then came back on the track where he chose to come onto the track and he knew exactly what was going to happen when he, when he jumped off of those curbs. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, as smart as a whole, as a whole, seems to have taken a step back, but we'll see how the rest of the races continue with them. Um, yeah, Fernando wasn't close to yeah, challenging like anyone really. Yeah, backwards the whole time, like just defending yeah. for his life. Um, mm -hmm. 
kind of unfortunate situation for them, but Ferrari went from being qualifying in fourth and fifth to ending the race in ninth and tenth. So it's tough to call it just because it could be a problem of driver pace. Um, but I also feel like Ferrari starting to run into an issue um, that they didn't have before of a lack of downforce that's killing their tires. Um, back last year, they had a car where it was fantastic in cornering, had plenty of downforce both in the rear and the front. Obviously, they're lacking in straight line speed. Everybody appears to be lacking in straight line speed. That isn't Red Bull, Williams, or Alpine. But um, it feels like with the change in concept, they kind of ruined that. And they swapped tires. I think the second fastest people to swap tires in the race when everybody else waited on medium tires until a safety car came out. So is it a problem of um, car upgrade, driver uh, issues, or just Ferrari's organization? Well, so do you think that they haven't really had DAG and that's why they got called in? Or do you think they were thinking that the the two-stop was going to be faster? Do you think it's because of the high DAG? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because they were lacking on pace severely. Like, after 20 laps, they were, I think, the third or fourth slowest team on those medium tires. And they were slower on wow. the medium tires um, by lap 20 than George Russell was on 20 laps used soft tires, which should yeah. not be the case. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, Ferrari certainly sacrificed something to give up them to get into that new concept, whether that's tired. Uh, taking care of tires or their straight line speed. They've given up something that's affecting their tires. But I think Ferrari also, along with that, they now, I think, on a, on whether they recognize it or not, they have a driver issue now where Carlos Sainz isn't as compliant as he used to be. Yep. He's become he's become more sort of... Um, he's become more sort of assertive with his engineers and with Charles because... Uh, he does. He's he's sick of preferential treatment, and I think that went under the when, that went under the radar this weekend was the qualifying incident that they had and all, all the stuff that they were dealing with. So yeah. I think um, it it doesn't it doesn't benefit them to have these driver issues. They they're going to have a winner. They're both pretty decent drivers now. Whether you who you think of comes is a different question altogether. But Carlos is having an underrated season compared to Charles. Mm. And so I think they have both a car and a driving Yep. As of this um, weekend, at least. I, I think it's kind of easy to sympathize with Carlos because Charles is receiving preferential treatment in Ferrari, even when Fred Rousseau said he wouldn't. Um, and, I mean, there's no reason Charles should receive preferential treatment because Carlos has more points this season. He's been by, by and far more consistent. When the upgrade package came in, he was the one who actually understood it and was able to extract more out of it. And he's just, I mean... Just on stats alone, he's been in the points more than Charles this season. Uh, Charles in Spain yeah. couldn't make his way back from P19, which in that Ferrari should have been able to carve at least to P10. He didn't even make it to the points. So, uh, you know, I could see where Carlos mm-hmm. is coming from. They're, like, at some point, you can't just sit there and, like, let the team walk over you while you're clearly doing better than your teammate. Um, but Ferrari is going to be Ferrari, and they're going to suck like they are. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Alpine real quick because yeah. um, there's not much to talk about, about them but Poor both their Alpine. cars were tired Esmeralda uh, uh, Ocon had to retire with hydraulics issues I think 5 laps into the race uh, but he made it back into the pit so no flags were called out and I mean the collision with 
um, Pierre Gasly. It's I think that's entirely a racing incident. I know a lot of people want to blame it on Lance, and he did get a time penalty for it, but most of the time, uh, cars the got a penalty for it. The suspensions oh. shouldn't break from something like that. And Alpine is notorious for having a much lighter car and lighter pieces mm -hmm. than most other people. And theoretically speaking, you can actually just blame this on the fragility of the Alpine car because they have a floppy rear wing that everybody makes fun of. Yeah. Um, they have a super slim car. I, I saw Gasly's. It, it looked like it, it was doing it too. Yeah. Not as bad as... Not as, not as bad as Canada, no. <laughs> it's still there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like the car is just super fragile. And at some point you have to wonder, like, is this an issue of making your car too, too easily... Uh, destroyable. Um, mm -hmm. Lance's car was totally fine after that. <laughs> it it's also a tank. Feel, yeah, it also feels like the Aston Martin car is a tank. Like they've hit people with their front wings, and that thing stood the test of time. So yeah. Um, Do you think that Haas is also like their front wing is a little bit too breakable or no? Yeah, I mean, well, front wings are very light structures in general, but I also think about, about it's about where you're hitting them. Uh, when Aston Martin happened to run mm. into things with them, they hit it dead on, not with the edge of the wing. And so there's a no okay. structure that, you know, is made to protect the drivers that also protects the front wing there. Whereas, like, you know, if somebody runs over the edge of your front wing, it's going to snap it. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because so, Alpine... I think I saw that yeah. Nico Hulkenberg got his uh, end plate, end wing, whatever, yeah. on the front when he was overtaken by Checo. Yeah. Yeah, the edge of his wing got tapped. Or, yeah, the edge of the wing got tapped and it started flopping around. Um Next team we want to talk about is the next team actually in the constructors in seventh place. Yeah, Williams. <laughs> um, oh my god, they're in seventh place. Yes, they are in seventh <laughs> place. It is. It is a miracle. Uh, we are officially. Tied. Oh, they're tied seven. Yeah, we're tied for seventh, yeah. but technically we have it over uh, position um, and performance this season. So, uh, super happy there. Um, FP one, two, and three were all really strange because we were showing way more pace than probably what was real um but mm -hmm. it was still a good sign uh we brought a new upgrade package again for um alex's race we brought logan his uh fully upgraded car he didn't get the new parts that alex got today but um still good to see uh i mean we're clearly still pretty far back and i mean the battle for seventh place is between four teams and none of them are going to challenge for sixth uh that's entirely between alpine actually that might as well just be alpine at this point <laughs> um but it's nice to see us being able to step out from last place and so uh, alex again putting up barnstorming performance logan Sargent uh with his highest placement of the season at 11th so Hopefully, you'll be able to see more out of them in the upcoming races. But Hungary is going to be a hard one just because uh, there are an abundance of medium speed corners. And that is not something that Williams does well at. A team that does do well at those is McLaren. Uh, McLaren through turns 15 or 14, 15, 16, uh, through Stowe, through um, turns 6 and 7. I think that's. I couldn't remember the name. So you're saying that. McLaren is going to be a good race for me yeah, as well. It'll probably be a really good race for them. Um, yeah, hey, and that, that's the halfway Max mark of the season. That's and, the halfway mark uh, of the season too. So uh, hopefully we can end off the first half of the season on a really good note. Um, but moving backward, been, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't halfway point of the season. Sorry. 
Hmm? Isn't it Belgium? Isn't it Hungary, then Spa, and then... It could be, yeah. I think I think you're right. Um, Spa's going to be a snooze Eric, fest. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. Yeah, Spa's, spa's always in Spa. Well, it, yeah, hopefully... Well, it's it's just going to be Hopefully just because nothing there's happens. way too long of a straight. <laughs> That's just way too much time yeah. to give Max. Okay, so what happened is, yeah, we're going to Hungary and then Spa, Belgium. And then we have a month um, break. Yeah, wait, Belgium is Spa, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah, then summer break. Yeah, and then yeah. a month. Um, and then the Netherlands. Yes. And then Monza. Um, Singapore, Japan, Qatar. Okay. USA. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving backwards. Uh, Haas, it's so hard to watch Haas. Like, we had such high expectations. They're a team that's supposed to be being able to operate the budget cap, and watching them is like, it's like watching a show that starts off really, really good, and then by the start of the second episode, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Uh, their race, their qualifying is awesome. That's that first episode. That's that great feeling. Start of the second episode, you have no clue what's going on because they're backpedaling <laughs> the entire race. Uh, K Mag's engine set on fire. Nico Hulkenberg was up. I think he qualified in 12th or 11th or something like that. I think he ended out the race in 15th. It's just hard to watch. They have their tire deck is insane. They have no downforce. They have no straight line speed. They have no cornering potential. It's like what. And they've apparently brought upgrades to three different races this season, so you have to wonder what's the, like what's the point, right? Gunter Steiner's gotta be fuming right now because he got eighth place last year and he doesn't want eighth place again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, can you guys see the potential of somebody else going into those hot seats at the end of this year, and it'll be known as Alfa Romeo next year? Oh, um, Gunter Steiner's already. It before he got rid of K Mag and uh Roman Grosjean and just wiped the slate clean through two rookies in there, so well, I don't think he's gonna do that, that again for money's sake because Nikita Majpin, yeah, uh, yeah, Mick Schumacher brought money in, but I mean, so with want a driver now. Alfa Mayo, there might be some influence there that uh sees one of the drivers go at least. I'm not sure if they'll do two, but. Uh, yeah, I could be thoughts. Whoever's lower with points. I mean, even if even if he does, even if he does find one of his drivers, who does he bring in? Who did? Another key that he has to deal with with crashes and stuff. Or yeah. Daniel. True. Like, the problem. He's over like, who does he? Who does he bring in? Right. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I think whether whether they get if they don't get the act together at some point, Gene Haas will probably get bored of it. Yeah. Say, he'll probably put up. Put it up for sale, and that could be the entry for Porsche. Andretti, nice. <laughs> they buy out the team; they already have the facilities. So yeah, yeah Gene Moss is bleeding money with this F1 team. So yeah, at a certain bad. point, if he doesn't get results, it's like it's like yeah, yeah, you have a great company, you know, you make a lot of money, but is this a smart business decision anymore? Yeah. Probably not. He just needs. It's it's unfortunate. But, like, also, I think uh, Haas are so stuck with the team members that they have. They haven't changed team members in ages. And at some point, you have to look at your team and be like, obviously, these upgrades aren't working. Obviously, we're not taking steps in the right direction. I need to fire somebody and not just my drivers. 
Um, yeah. So like, it's surprising that we haven't seen that change happen yet. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, they need it. So uh, if you have a team that was last place last year and they don't even have a technical director that's active or an aerodynamics officer that's active, and you're losing to them while you have a supposed technical director and aerodynamic specialists on your car, something's wrong. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just a matter of they just need a, a just total revamp. They're probably gonna have to pull a Williams, and it's not okay. worth it for them. Okay. Let's just say something. Yeah. Williams is beating them. Yes. But like barely. Yeah, but there's also an upward trend in Williams, whereas Haas is. It's not even just the races that are just going backwards. It's just them as a team. Okay, we got half a half a year to see what happens. Yeah. Um. Moving on, Alfa Romeo. What is there to say about them? Both are. Why are they feeling Valtteri's car? Like, what is going on there? Yeah. Qualifying got DQ'd. Joe is in the 15th. Yeah. It's not uncommon. Just having to say the last 2021 and everything. So. Yeah. It's just um, like. I mean. What is that team? They're grasping yeah. at straws, trying to get extra pace. So. I think. I think the Audi project is is what is what they're waiting for. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone. Alpha Romeo is leaving. I don't think they have. Um, I don't. I just don't think they're motivated as of right now. I think they're waiting for that Audi money. Also, I didn't know. But apparently they brought an upgrade in Canada, and like nobody said I'm anything. Help. Yeah, nobody knew about this. And then I was looking. Was at it like, small? No, it was a massive upgrade package. Like they changed a bunch of parts to the well, car. It must have been listed with the rest of them. It was listed. It's just nobody like paid attention to it because they're like everybody gets excited when they see a McLaren upgrade or a Mercedes upgrade or an Aston Martin upgrade, and then they skip over. It's it, Alfa Romeo feels like well, the most invisible team on the grid. No. Yeah. Um but yeah, last team they got took the last two uh finishing position in AlphaTauri. It's not looking hot. Um Yuki has started. Nick DeVries to is off. gonna be gone. Yeah, Nick DeVries. I don't see him like he'll make it past the summer break. It's like a fifty fifty there, but he's not making it past the end of the season. Um Yeah, did you see I saw on TikTok that Helmet Marco like went on an interview and was like, "Oh yeah, the only thing me and Christian argue about is, yeah. you know, this recent driver. We disagreed about that, and who who was it? Oh, it was Nick DeVries. <laughs> and, yeah. and oh yeah, Horner was right. And, uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think he's, he's Nick is like out the door. He's disappointed them. It's yeah. so bad. Um, yeah, but um. I mean, race weekend as a whole was... All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. If you did to the end of the episode, um, let me know what you think about the McLaren upgrades, um, and let me know who you think is going to do well in uh, Hungary next week. Uh, or Sorry, two weeks. Um, but we do have a cool episode planned for you guys next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, for those of you on YouTube, drop a like, subscribe, whatever, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Claire, go ahead and do your thing. And it's lights out, and away we go.